0: Hi, welcome to the second episode of the no box podcast. Today featured on this episode is Abby Pierre Lou. You can follow her on Instagram at lou.sfiles. That's l-o-u dot s-f-i-l-e-s. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What? All right.
0: laughs> so like I was stating before we had that fucking inconvenience. Um could you tell us about your, your history, bro. pretty much like your history specifically and then like your family history and then how all of that entered and has put you in your position.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah. Sure. That's a that's a lot. Um. My history. Um. I was born in Illinois, born and raised in the suburbs. You know, the burbs. Um. Okay. I grew up. I met Jordan. You know, I'm gonna tell about the important parts of my life, and all it is really is I met Jordan. You know, Algern High School. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Okay. Okay. I'll start from the beginning then. I did. I went to a private school for about 10 years. So until I was 14 years old, it was a pretty small school. Um, but I also had a really huge family. Um, my family, they are Haitian. I'm first generation American. And so I grew up speaking Creole in the house hanging out with my cousins all the time, always having a friend. Um, But I did go to a really small school, also made some close-knit friends. And then when I turned into a freshman in high school, I went to Elgin High School, which was the complete opposite of a small private school. (laughs) It was a big melting pot of a school with like historically bad academics (laughs) and athletics. But we made it. And it made us into who we are today. So it was a great experience. Um, That's why I met Jordan. And after high school, I went to University of Missouri for four years. I just graduated last year with a degree in business, um, emphasis in marketing, minor in Spanish, multicultural certificate, all that. (laughs) And then- uh, Right, right. I need mean, a little bit of, yes, yes, girl. <laughs> okay, <fuck> that, <laughs> And then I moved to Florida after undergrad. Um, Right now I'm working for a company as a sales manager living in South Florida. And that's
0: how you pay. That's how like a great life.
2: Yes, yeah. it's been pretty cool. South, South Florida. All right now. Yes. Um, and that's close
0: to your roots.
2: Yes, so that ties into family history, which you said you wanted next. Um, mm-hmm. My family came to America. My mom's side came to America in the... 80s, um, later 80s, mid to late 80s. My dad's side came in the early 80s. Um, They both came from different backgrounds. My dad wasn't as fortunate. He didn't have a lot when he came to this country. Um, He lived with his older brother and his mom, and somehow they made it out the slums. (laughs) Um, My mom, she has five siblings, six siblings, sorry. And they came to America separately. And they all also made it out of, you know, the hood of Chicago, which they didn't even know was the hood. That was their first home in America. So that's my family's background. Um, If you don't know where Haiti is, it's it's on the island that is connected to Dominican Republic. Their first language is Creole and their second language is French. Um, That played a lot into my upbringing because being the second born in America on my mom's side and the first born on my dad's side, I was raised with a lot of influences of their culture rather than American culture, where I spoke Creole in the house, I ate Haitian food, we played dominoes, we learned how to dance compa, like, we didn't do American things, and I didn't even know that until I was, like, in high school. And I was like, oh, we're different. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my family's history. Now I have, like, what, over 30 cousins born in America, all trying to make it at the same time. Um but that also plays into just my my like my liking of exploring and adventuring and learning about different cultures because i had to learn about everyone's culture growing up to survive to adapt um just to live even if they didn't care about mine just because i really like black white brown yellow, whatever your skin color is, you did not share the same story as me. (laughs) So that plays into me just liking to travel, um, studied abroad when I was in college, and then now I'm living across the country comfortably and without fear because I've always had to learn a new environment since I was young. Wow.
0: You really like I'll tell you this all the time, but I'm not trying to like bash anybody else, but I feel like for you to be at your age and like what you've already done is like really like significant and like amazing to see, because most people don't even like be their hometown their whole life. And you've already like went to other countries, grabbed experience, learned multiple languages. And like really like put yourself out there into the world, not really fearful of what to expect, but embracing all that there can be. And I feel like that is like a great, I don't like mind state, but just like great like, like being like a sense of like essence just to like be in this world and just not necessarily like try to change it, but to adapt, you know what I mean?
2: hmm thanks that means a lot
0: yeah real real spill. like
2: mm-hmm. i always i was like yeah that's like i like that shit i like that shit
0: and i feel like we kind of like share like that same kind of obviously because we friends so like we share that same mindset of just like going out and like doing things not really like being restricted in like in our own like
2: comfortability yes for sure
0: So what else have you done that that you considered like um, adventurous or like putting yourself out there, like hobbies or like certain like side roads you took just
2: to gain experience or just to try something new? Like what all have you done? Oh, geez. In that aspect. Okay. I feel like everything I've done was a hobby <laughs> that was putting me out there. Um <clears throat> something different about me in like high school or when I was younger, my parents didn't let me get a job. They did not allow me to work anywhere for anyone. And so and they they gave me like five dollars a week to learn how to manage money. So they said, here, we're gonna make you broke and then we're gonna teach you how to live broke and be okay. And I was like, I hate it here. Like (laughs) it was terrible. Uh, (laughs) But then when I got to college, everything I did, I was not, I didn't care if I did it for free. It was for experience. It was for fun. It was to help somebody. It was to help the world. It was to help myself. Um, And then the money came second. So, a few things that I've done, um, I know, like, okay, I would say a few things that I've done that are adventurous. So, I traveled a lot growing up. Um, My parents didn't buy us a lot of material things, but they always took us on vacations at least once a year. And so... Growing up, I had left the country 10 times, gone to 10 different countries before I turned 18. So my adventurous thing in college was um, studying abroad. That was really significant to me. I signed up in January, left the country in August. I didn't know one person who was going across the sea to Spain with me. I just went. Um, Throughout that time, I took at least ten individual trips to different countries, different places, um, places where they I didn't speak the language they spoke, um places where I never dreamed of being looked up a few travel bloggers and then got on a plane and went with some strangers that I just met a couple weeks ago, a month ago. So that was really adventurous. Um that was really fun. I will also say something that I've done as well, something I did in college was I started marketing for people when I was in college because I was wanting to learn how to market for people. And so the first thing I did in that space was I took an internship in Florida with my family friends down here. I call them my cousins. They have a club where they target a Caribbean community, but also just like all black urban community. It's called Club Euro in Fort Lauderdale. Shameless plug. Um, they're opening another place in Atlanta now. And I would go out unimaginable hours and then work during the day on marketing campaigns and get paid $150 a week. And I did not even think twice about it. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, It caused me to want to help other people with their marketing. And so I started freelancing throughout college to make an extra buck. And it led to me wanting to start a marketing firm with my friend now. We're starting it next year, cross your fingers. We're getting the LLC and everything taken care of now. Um, another thing I did was I started modeling. So when I was in high school, I would have photographers who were just like family friends, like, hey, you're you're in shape, you're pretty. Can you model for me? I want to be a photographer. I'm trying to build my portfolio. And I'm like, sure, whatever. I would take some pictures with them. And then I went to Mizzou, number one J school in the country where people wanted to do photography, art just all those creative things. And so I ended up doing a short film, like a a video that was really well thought through, really cool production. Um, I also did some shoots for some people who are now in like New York, who've had art exhibits or art galleries featured in Art Basel. So stuff like that was really just for fun. But this past year I've been able to monetize it more and actually work with brands that I enjoy working with um, and would love to represent Black-owned businesses, Black-owned designers featuring me in lookbooks and like Macy's, Um, even smaller designers that are just on the come up down here in Miami. It has been so cool of an experience and that's something that was really out of my comfort zone. Um, But I think what the first time I did it was in Spain when I was like, oh, I can do this anywhere.
0: And what about the experience in Spain made you have that mindset that
2: you could do it anywhere? Um, Spain made me realize that it wasn't about being pretty and sitting in front of a camera and smiling, but it was an art. So in Spain, I was with, a brand called KM 22 um, and she handmade all of her clothes. She would sit me down. I came with like bare minimum makeup. My hair was my hair. I had faux locks for most of the shoots. And she didn't have me lay my edges. She didn't have me beat my face. She was just like, sit down, she put some sunglass on me, some earrings, a little bit of makeup, a little bit of shimmer here and there. And she was like, all right, now let's go make some magic. And it, the shots that we took were gorgeous. They really were in line with the Spanish culture and just like the flamenco dancing and just the materials that they use making their clothes. Um, and so that showed me that it's an art. Like there's so much beauty behind it. And I love art. I love studying art. I like studying cultures. And that kind of ties into that where like everybody has their own story. And if you walk through a museum in Egypt versus a museum in France, you're going to see people's stories. And so modeling, I was able to create a story for her. I was able to represent her in in the form of what she wanted to tell the world. and I wanted you to look at those pictures and feel something. And so did she. And I was like, okay, I could do this. Like this is this is fun, this is beneficial to everyone and it is art.
0: And it turns out to be like an inviting experience, especially on your perspective and how you view the world and how the world should you. View. That's like some—that's like some deep meditative thought type shit.
2: Mhm. So,
1: with that being said, I was going to say, how does their model, ex-
0: modeling, and marketing uh, intertwine with each other?
2: That's a good question. Modeling and marketing. I think they both intertwine, like in my life or just in general.
0: Um, Well, you are the expert, so you can start with your life and then talk about in general.
2: Modeling and marketing. In my, so there's a lot of different types of marketing. I prefer content creation and like graphic design. And I jokingly, but seriously say like, I want to make this look pretty. I want to attract somebody. Like when they look at this, I want them to be drawn to it. Um, which is the same reason I do modeling. I'm like, I want someone to feel something when they look at this. Like, I want to grab your attention. And so I would say just like personally and in general both modeling and marketing go hand in hand and modeling is part of marketing in that you are creating something that is going to draw someone in and make them or influence them to do whatever it is you're drawing them into. So whether it's to make a purchase or whether it's to go to an event, um, it whatever it is, they both do the same thing. And... I guess that's why I like them both. I would also say they both help tell people's stories. And so I think people's stories are really significant and really big parts of their brands, parts of their lives. And so to be able to create the art to show like, hey, this is what this is, this is what I want you to feel with it. I think that's a significant experience.
0: you could give any type of advice to people who
2: are starting to model and are starting to market their brand or themselves, what kind
0: of advice would you give them?
2: People starting to model and start their own brands?
0: Or just like the marketing aspect.
2: Or mm-hmm. themselves, like they're marketing themselves as opposed to like modeling or just. Um, I would say, I would say two things: stay true to yourself. So when I say that, I mean figure out what your brand is, what it means to you, what you want people to feel when they see your brand, what you want people to do when they see your brand, um, what impact you want your brand to have. And that goes for both marketing and modeling. Like when you're modeling, you are your brand. You don't have a t-shirt that you get to put a picture on and say like, this is what my brand represents. You literally are your brand. So like if you want to do punk rock and like emo, gothic modeling, (laughs) then do it and target those brands. But if you want to do like girly stuff and flowers and elegant, chic, whatever it is, stay true to it because you're going to find a lot of different types of people that are like, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. But you want to make sure it's adding value to you as well. And I know that that's been something I struggle with because I wanted to help so many types of people. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And then I wouldn't even post the pictures because I don't identify with them. I wouldn't even put them on my website. I wouldn't write a blog about them. I don't even identify with your brand to the point where I might have just wasted my time, but I helped you. Um, So definitely figure out your brand and stay true to it. And then the second thing I would say is be consistent. So when people start brands, you see it all the time. They start something, they're really excited about it, and they just go full force. They go buy all their products, and they do all the pictures and everything in one weekend. They put everything up, and they feel like they got it down. And then they just kind of take a seat back. And it's like, you didn't even market it. You didn't even tell anybody you made this brand. How do you expect anyone to buy it? How do you expect me not to do anything with it? Same thing with modeling. You get really excited about it. You do a couple of shoots. You build a portfolio. But then you don't put yourself out there. You don't make yourself vulnerable. And you're not consistent with what you're doing. You're not consistent with what you promised yourself. And you feel like a failure. But it's like, no, you just need to keep on pushing. Like Keep on keeping on.
1: Chain searching for the kind things Hoping that I never grow up Cause I'm still dreaming I don't wanna wake up All I got is my freedom All I got is my love I still wanna believe I don't wanna just sleep. I still wanna see But I gotta grow up Think I found me another piece to add to my story, yeah Taking them risks on my own time And it's like a road, yeah See myself shining, know that they blind And know that this must be real if I get this gift, they blast in my sh- All up in my tree, yeah Gotta take trips, gotta go get this, Got the blueprint, designed it in fit Father not with me, thank him too. He a part of this, blade part in the size of my shoes. God is my witness, mama gon witness, handle my business. I'm in the mood, and why have me making moves? LA changed my attitude, now I'm working out in Berlin when I come back, I'ma be up in my Burb searching for more minds, more shines, more diamonds. If it's worth it, but nobody ever said this should be perfect. I'm for certain, think it's working now. Diamond rings, I'm in chains, searching for the finer things, and I never grow because 'cause I'm. I'm still dreaming, I don't wanna wake up. All I got is my freedom, all I got is my love. I still wanna believe, I don't wanna just sleep. I still wanna see, but I gotta grow. up Amen, my saw stripping. I blow ice while they all slipping. No gimmicks, no stripping. I dig up diamonds when I'm drifting. Amen, my sauce stripping. my low ice while they all slipping. Looking no makes no stripping. I dig up diamonds when I'm drifting Um, most I that was um.
0: I feel like some people quit or stopped being consistent early because they didn't see the gratifying results of what comes of being consistent. Early on, you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Usually, the process will take more than like a week or two, but they'll be consistent for a week or two, and they'll expect the results. But the results don't come until like a month in. You understand? Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like that's where people like kind of like cop out of the whole point of gaining that momentum and staying consistent because they are trying to
2: get the benefits. Harvest the fruit before it grew fully, you know? Yep. That is, that's really true. And like, I think that's one of the things that me and you have in common. Like, you said that earlier, and what popped up in my head was sports. Like, how we both have Mm -hmm. some weird drive, but we don't have a fear of failure. Because it's like, especially you played how many sports a year? You were playing like every sport you could think of and then on off season you were working harder than anybody um and just being around that even it helped motivate me to be to do the same but like as you said if you don't put that work in if you don't have your off season where you're putting in more work rather than sitting back and relaxing um your season is going to suck Definitely.
0: And I like, I used to like, bruh, I used to like see this shit, especially in high school. And then I saw it in college. But college was a little less as bad because like we were like forced. We had mandatory like all season workouts. But in high school, I saw it. And like all these people, you know, we went one in eight like damn near my whole career. Like if we won a game type shit. Mm-hmm. And I would see, like, it would be, like, consistently, like, six people that would, like, work out. Mm-hmm. But then everybody else would, like, bullshit. Me. And I'm, like, I'm just sitting here. Like, I know some of y'all do play other sports. And that's good because you're still in shape. You're still, like, working on your craft, if not specifically for this position. But you are, like, working at a, another craft that might help a, an ability because everything low-key intertwines. But, mm-hmm. like, it'd be people who, like, don't do shit at all. I'm just like, okay, so what the fuck do you expect is gonna happen when we fucking put these cleats on next season? Like, you think you just gonna magically be better than the fuck you were last year, even though you didn't do shit? Like, that doesn't. And nothing works like that.
2: Mm-hmm. No, like literally <laughs> nothing. <would> just,
0: <laughs> yeah, people would like just magically think that like they was just gonna be better than. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, if anything, you got worse because you haven't
1: prepared or haven't worked on your craft in so many amounts
0: of like amount of time. And then when I got to college and like I actually thought shit was gonna be a lot better, which it was in certain aspects, but I still feel like I was around like not everybody wants to be great. And I'm not saying that like people don't like want to be great, but I'm saying not everybody wants to put in the work to be great like and from sports world to marketing and modeling like and in order to be great you have to like you have to take those l's and you have to build from those losses like even if your idea wasn't great at first and like you had a shortcoming or you were presented from adversity you shouldn't quit that's just you learning from it and i think people take the the losses or the adversity as some type of like failure, but honestly, I don't even think it's a failure. I just think it's a learning point.
2: Mhm. Like you only failed when you stopped trying. That's when you failed. Exactly. Not when somebody else exactly. told you you failed. Right. And that's just like society, though. Like you, you know that you're just di- you're different <laughs> at this point. You know that you have a different type of spirit, a different type of energy. And like even just seeing entrepreneurial spirit in you or seeing you even make this podcast, you know, it's like I'm not scared of failing because I've only failed when I told myself that I failed. I've only failed when I stopped trying. And you know that like you've conditioned yourself to live a life like that. And people just don't have that. And yeah, you've and seen like, it. I'm sorry
0: to cut you off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it. Like, I've seen it myself. And that's why, like, I'm I'm so, like, active about it. And, like, I, I speak it so much because I have failed. I have failed my goals, like, multiple times. Like, but I've also achieved my goals multiple times.
2: Like, mm-hmm. I
0: remember, I use this, for example, like, all the time. Like, my, I only ran track for two years in high school. I used to play baseball and basketball and football. And, like, I played those three sports my whole life but my junior year i was like i'm gonna run track because i know i'm gonna play college football and i play receiver in db so like i need to be faster so my first year running track like i was actually pretty decent like i was keeping up with people who like been running track their whole life and i've never done it and i was doing hurts, and i'm not just gonna it and act like i'm not as like, fuck. and i was like i'm i wasn't born with this shit. i'm not gonna just act like you know what i'm saying I was like, mm-hmm. I Joe, so i did have an edge but at the same time, I was doing something I had never done before, especially him. And I was like talking to Coach Smith, you know, Coach Smith.
2: Bro. Oh yeah, that's my dude.
0: Yeah, he's probably one of the best coaches I ever had. You know, <laughs> but he, he like, you know, Jordan, you could, you could do this, man. Like, da da da. I'm just like, bro, I'm really running track for footballer. Like, I don't give a fuck about this shit. He's like, bro, but you're good. And I'm like, all right, well, what do you want me to do? What you think? He's like, I think. You go to state by next year blah 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 and i'm like you think so he's like yeah man you just got to put in the work you just got to put in the work so i'm just like you know what fuck it like all right man. so i stopped bullshitting myself like i was you know what? i'm gonna come to practice i'm gonna work hard like i'm not just gonna run track just for football i'm gonna run track to run track and so i got better and my first year like even though that i was just running just to run like, i got actually like made some like decent accolades i accomplishments you know what my senior year i'm gonna go to
2: state.
0: grind it grind it grind it stay consistent stop bullshitting i started actually like working hard like really like busting my ass and then by the time i got to sectionals um i had i had placed in every event that i was running and i had placed in uh 300 meter hurdles 110 and the long jump
2: Mm -hmm. and i'm like
0: and, I, and when I made the long jump, because I did long jump first, and when I like won that event, like first place, gang gang, um, that's what I knew. I was like, bro, I'm about to I'm about to take this knee. Like I'm about to I'm about to win every fucking event. And I did. And then I made it to state. And when I got to state, like I was just like, bro, I'm happy out here. Like I don't give a fuck. You know what
2: I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. I reflected when I got there, I was more happy because they didn't really go how I wanted to go, but that's a whole other topic, Uh and I'll get into that. But when I got to state, I was more, like, happy that I was there because I watched my efforts and my consistency pay off, and I achieved my goal, because I did not bullshit myself. Mm -hmm. And when when you bullshit, you only bullshit yourself. You're not bullshitting other people, because other people are not responsible for your actions. Unless they're like your parents or something, but, like, that's your life, you know? And I've seen that shit pay off and I was like, oh my God, like, bro, I can do anything. And mm-hmm. I've always felt like that, but when I, like, made it to state, I was like, bro, I can do anything on earth. I just ran track for two years and on my second year, I went to state for three events. I was like, there's nothing that I cannot do if I don't put my mind to it. Mm-hmm. And that, like, really, like, was ingrained in my mind. I was like, bro, nobody should ever say they can't do anything. Like, if you feel like you can't do something, that's because you can't do it Yourself, like in your mind, doesn't mean you can't do it. You know, that's because you tricked yourself
2: into thinking you can't do it. Yeah, like you literally convinced yourself that you can't do it, so you will never be able to at that point. But I think one of the coolest things that you did in high school too was the no grind, no shine.
0: Oh shit. to this day. Like, motherfuckers used to, like, clown me for working hard. It was, like, no ground, no shot. Like, make fun of me and shit. Like, look, sly-ass remarks. I'm, like, like, okay, like, (laughs) like, what's your point? And it's funny as fuck, because when I, like, by the end of my senior year, when I was, like, when I was playing college football, like, I made all these fucking accomplishments and did, like, everything that I, like, set out to do and shit. Like, motherfuckers was, like, damn, like, you did that. I'm, like, yeah, bitch. And I wasn't gonna stop just because you was hating on me or, like, or just because you have some funny shit to say i'm like that's the thing i always think. i'm like you can either choose to be like jealous or you can be inspired
2: like yes you know, uh, yes like
0: all it is is just like it's just energy and i'm just i'm just exemplifying and i'm i'm just trying to inspire and if you are jealous because of that you probably a weak bitch. like keep it real and if you aspire I'm glad because that's what it is. I'm not trying to shit on nobody. I'm not trying to act like I'm better than nobody. I'm trying to inspire you to believe in your damn self.
2: And you got that stuff on T-shirts and everything. Like me being your friend, I I watched it all from the back. I was in the room, like even if you didn't know. But I watched people make fun of you. I watched people wear it on T-shirts. And I was literally like that kind of stuff. You want to talk about marketing? That is marketing. <laughs> he said, I don't care if he's making fun of me. I'm putting it on a t-shirt and selling it to him. Because he's inspired and he can find a, a path for himself with just this quote. No grind, no shine. And I don't know if you even notice how many people you inspired. I didn't. <laughs> I
0: mean, I knew a couple people, but like, I was just being me, man. Like, you know? Yeah. I'm glad. And some people do tell me, they're like, bro, like, you help me. I'm like, bro, that's, I'm glad, I'm glad I did that, because that's where my intentions work, like, I'm glad I helped you. Even though you were just telling me now, and you didn't, like, bro, I'm glad. And I, that's just who I am, bro, like, I'm not better than nobody, even though sometimes I think some of these motherfuckers on Earth is stupid as fuck. <laughs> I'm not better than them. I just want motherfuckers to act right. I just want motherfuckers to get along and just be in harmony with each other on Earth. Yes. That's all. That's but it. Back to this consistency. When I got to state, though, and this, this I learned this lesson, and you can count L. When I got to state, I was fucking top seeded for long jump. I was like, they take twelve the finals. I was seated at eleven, and I was tied with eleven for like two people. I so, was like basically like tenth, and
1: um, I was in like the second or
0: third uh 300 meters like i was in like decent positions for every event like competing with some of the best people in every event and of course it is state. but i was like in a good ass prelim and Mm. that day that morning i used to have a pre-fucking pre-meat routine where i like i only eat fruit granola i like stretch and i just like meditate kind of like i just get in my fucking zone as soon as i wake up i'm just like on a whole different level. I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not doing shit. I'm just like, I'm just vibing myself. But that day, like, my coach was so fucking geeked that shit. He like, bro, we here. We have to He, what you want to do? You can do anything. Like, he geeked his stuff, and we here and shit. I'm geeked this fucking too, but he like proud as fuck. And I'm like, just whatever, coach. Like, what you want to do? He's like, all right, we can go get breakfast. We can do breakfast. That's what you want to do. And I should have said no, or I should have like. I should have went with him and, like, got, like, a different type of thing or had a different setting. But I went there. I was eating fucking pancakes and eggs and shit. But I don't know who the fuck I thought I
1: was. (laughs) You feel me? Yeah.
0: But but what I'm saying was I wasn't consistent to how I got there. When I got there, I started bullshit. And then that goes, you can connect that to, like, where everybody in their career and how they fall off. Because they get to the top and they, like, switch it up. They switch how they approach things and how you... And when you switch it up, you fuck up yourself because that's not how you got there. You didn't get there doing those things. You yes. got there about being consistent in what you were doing. So when I got to state, I was doing some shit I wasn't like supposed to do. I was eating fucking pancakes before I fucking tracking me. Like who the fuck? I should have been punched in the face right then and there. Like what the fuck is you doing? That wouldn't make sense to begin with as an athlete. But then, bitch, you eating pancakes before I tracked me? Like who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And I'll tweet that whole day i was tweaking because I, I wasn't consistent within my damn self through the whole process and i had stretched and this shit ways i i was the first person out the uh the gate out the the blocks for the 110 hurdles but i clicked the first two so i went from damn near being in first place to fucking being in fifth and then 300 meter hurdles i was top three coming around the curve for the last like 150 meters and somebody fell in my fucking lane. Like, all the worst shit that could've happened, like, ever.
2: Oh my and gosh. Fucking, for a long jump, I went to long jump. Um,
0: I scratched a 20, I scratched 23 feet, like, 23 something, whatever. And, like, I scratched that shit. Even the Eastern Illinois coach, like, came up to me, like, shook my hand and shit. He's like, damn, that was a fucking jump. I'm like, yeah, I scratch the jump, so, like, fucking don't matter. I was like, pissed. and the fucking, the dude who won our fucking class, jumped like a 23.5 and I scratched the 23 whatever and I was like bro I seen that shit and I was hurt I was like damn
2: I could have been
0: fucking competing for the number one spot in launch long time. I had to settle with fucking 12 13 like whatever I'm like this shit ass mm-hmm. but whatever and and I was watching and when the day of the finals I was watching everybody fuck up and I was just like, bro, I always rise to the occasion, but I just tweaked yesterday.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes in. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say something else. Okay, I said on the side note though.
2: Mhm.
0: For all my numerology people out there, I had my fucking, you know, you get your like your chest uh template, and it has like the number on there, and like um, like what number you are, and like the numerology for that, I think was like. 3316 and like the numerology for that was like the road ahead is going to be like really challenging and like you might not have like the mental strength for what's going to happen or some shit. It was like some whacked out shit that I didn't realize like five years later. Like what?
2: Oh my God. My fucking
0: template, man. Yeah bro. Get. Side note. Y'all want to know how this, this matrix really be working? Get into uh, astrology and numerology. But Back to the
2: consistency part. What were you going to say? Uh, No, I was... No, that's a good example. I was literally about to say, like, like you said, you didn't continue with your process. I think that goes into just, like, getting too comfortable. People mm-hmm. get too comfortable. And you were talking about, like, what I do. Like, we bring up marketing. We bring up modeling. But... I left college and I got a nine to five job and that makes you real comfortable. And that makes you not want to pursue your side gigs and all your hobbies. And so like, I don't know what the demographic of your podcast is, (laughs) but I would also add, like, if you have passions to pursue, if you have things that you want to take care of in this life, don't get too comfortable don't eat the pancakes in the morning when you feel like you just cause you can't, <laughs> you know? And so I, that that's just the one last thing I wanted to add about like, just creating your brand and man modeling. Don't get too comfortable, like continue to push yourself, continue to be the best in the room that you walk into, continue to be great Um, no matter how successful you think you you did get, because you can check things off your list, but like, did you reach your goals? And then when you reach those, are you going to fall when it's the go time, or are you going to continue to retain that success that you've had? <sighs> but yeah, I think, um, I know I only said I had two, but I have four. I have another one. <laughs> Never wow. give people control over your narrative.
0: Ooh. Hey, even uh Antonio Brown says that one when he had that whole big fallout with the league and everybody was like, How are I think people don't really understand like that whole concept of like having other people control the narrative and like when you do that give them
1: power over you in a sense like how people look
0: at you and I feel like when having people control your narrative is also like to the point of staying true like if you stay true and you like hold your like your own sense of like your morale and your code of ethics and you don't put yourself in the position for people to have control over you or your narrative then you won't have any type of like defamation
2: or like um people like don't hear yes and then even like compared to society like do you understand how much control people had over your narrative growing up you had somebody telling you if you failed or if you got an a you had somebody telling you if you hit enough push-ups or you didn't like in gym class like stuff like that And then you get older and you go into your job and someone's telling you if you're doing well or if you're not, but never is it like, hey, how do you feel like you're doing? How do you feel like you can improve? There's always a system in place that is allowing people to tell you how to improve or when, hey, you've reached the top, you can stop working now. Like what? I can't, like, that's one thing I can't deal with. Yeah,
0: that's like, that's like, the whole, like, the, um, the, the leadership, the entrepreneurship, the people, and like, the, uh the sheep, and, uh, some people are sheep, but some people, like, honestly, they, they do need leaders, and they need the right leaders, and they need, the type of leaders, that are going kind to of empower, not take away from them, you know, and that's, that's where a lot of, um, I feel like there's like this, it's like, uh, Miss um trying on a word, like this this skewed do on things, this um this like false perception of leaders where people are they're becoming they're getting these leadership positions and they're not empowering the people. They're taking the power away from the people. And I feel like leadership, true leadership, how the word and the action was intended was to empower other people in mm. the right way. Mm-hmm. You know show people the right things not to take from them to lead them into and that i mean you 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 find you find any type of messed up society or messed up system and you will find a corrupt leader
2: america (laughs) 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 even other places i'm
0: so like i'm so anti-system because i know like i'm just aware that the system doesn't serve no one like people think people think it's for the people it's designed by people and i mean because george washington i mean all that bullshit but like bro like if you just pay attention and view things from an objective perspective you understand that it, this shit is not for. because if it was Things would actually change after elections. You know, the gap between the rich and the poor wouldn't be line. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother topic from what I wanted to get into in this podcast. I can talk about that shit to death. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes.
2: we uh man, just, just with yourself and your
0: your brand. Your brand is yourself.
2: Okay, so as a black woman there's, like, amazing things about us um, that society doesn't appreciate, society doesn't uplift, and or society abuses. And so I think something that's helped me in my path as a Black woman is just to always understand that my differences from all these people – Everything that makes me who I am is art. It's an art. It is its own thing. It's beautiful. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if I know that I am beautiful, I know that everything that's a part of me is amazing and that it's different and it can add different perspective and it could add... A different lens to somebody's views, then I find value in everything that I do and everything that I bring to the world. I would tell all Black girls out there to see the beauty within yourself when other people don't, because there are so many rooms you walk into that don't want you to realize how beautiful you are. And I'm not talking about outer beauty. I'm talking about intelligence I'm talking about I'm also talking about outer beauty I'm talking about your hair I'm talking about your knowledge just about things other people might not care about but things that you that ident- that you identify with your culture, um, your history all those things there is so much beauty in that and if you walk in the right room you're gonna be the only person with that beauty once people recognize it. And so I always say like, know your worth, know there's value behind you and know that everything that makes you different is what makes you who you are and what adds value when you're in a room full of diamonds and you're the rarest gem. Yeah, y'all are awesome and you're amazing. But hey, my name is Abby. My hair that I wear on my head it's blonde even though my natural hair is black. I speak three languages. My family's not from here. And nobody no, like nobody needs to validate to me that those things are amazing. And those things that make me different, make me really stand out. And so I really just want every black woman to know like hey, everything that makes you who you are makes you amazing and makes you the rarest gem in the room. The end. Hello.
1: i School, school. Oh. and yeah, he's too cool. Too young nigga, yeah, big bull. Oh, oh. yeah. <coughs> Smoking the door to the skunk. I get the top of the dump. I know my diamond with lumps. Oh. I know my diamond with lumps. Oh. I, thumb in lumps. Oh. I get the cake out of my oh. I'm in that leap, bitch. i Hold up oh. Turn the bitch up, oh. bring oh. your heart. Young nigga, fresh from start.